Hey, welcome to All the YA I've Loved Before, a podcast that dives deep into the young adult books and teen movies and TV shows that I loved back when I was a teen in the early 2000s, as well as all the new books and entertainment that the genre has to offer. I'm your host, Casey Racer. Hey everyone, so excited to be here releasing this episode finally because I had so much fun making it. I had so much fun with my guests. Um, We talk about Grease 2, which is a weird, wild fever dream of a movie. And if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a while, you should go watch it because it is something. And that's all I'll say for now. But joining me is Samantha Koshal, who I've been friends with since junior year of high school. She's an artist. She's an author. She wrote the fantastic Long Legs in the Twin Cities, which you can find on Amazon. It is not YA, but it is such a great book about her dating adventures in the Twin Cities, where we met and became very good friends. And we are going to go right into talking about her next novel that she is writing at the moment. So enjoy. I am writing a young adult novel, much like you, uh, something we had always kind of talked about. And I grew really inspired over doing something called the medallion hunt that happens here in Ramsey County, um, usually in St. Paul, but the like neighboring cities as well, any city in Ramsey County. You, you learn a lot of history of the parks while you're doing it. And um, I've learned some really cool things about places that I grew up and kind of took for granted when I was a dumb little kid um, getting in trouble in these like (laughs) parks and on these trails and uh, come to learn a lot of cool things happen there. Um, A lot of sad things happen there. There's a lot of rich history. um, And I found it really interesting and I want to share the city that I grew up in, the history, uh, the place I was born, the history of it in a palatable way for people in a new kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of true to historical facts, um, but the story itself is entirely made up. So it's about um, the first of a series that are going to be about different uh, children of famous people from St. Paul. So This book is about the children of J.J. Hill. He was like the railroad tycoon, um, one of the richest men in Minnesota for most of his life. Uh, Very famous house in St. Paul. Um, And it takes place in Sweet Hollow, which was like a, it was a hollow. It was a ramshackle little town that people built together as poor immigrants that lived down there. Uh, it started off as a Swedish community. Uh, then it was the Italian community, the Mexican community. It was really just poor immigrants that lived down there uh, on top of each other. They had their own plumbing that they had created. and It just existed right on the edge of the city, but you wouldn't know it was there. You know, and This is a place I used to ride my bike through a lot as a kid. Had zero idea that it was a little like shanty town. Yeah, I had no idea about this either. This is so cool to me too, because not only do I feel like, um, especially in YA, that 
the Midwest, Minnesota doesn't, isn't really represented that much. Mm-hmm. It's usually like you live in California or live, you know, on the East Coast or, yep. but yours is set in Minnesota and is based on historical facts. And that's so cool. It is. I've been trying to do a lot of research while I'm writing it. Uh, what berries grew in Minnesota, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of things were in that time period. I'm trying to make it as realistic as possible, um, but still make it interesting, not dry. Um, you know, it's it's about really a rich family, poor family, about classism. Um, you I know, the parents like- all... Yeah, the parents all hate each other, and then there's kind of a Romeo Juliet Ooh. kind of story, you know, like rich girl falls in love with poor boy, and my favorite kind of story. Yeah, the parents uh, eventually, you know, something will give way, and uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's daughter is one of the side characters, Zelda. She's a uh, she is the like secondary character to J.J. Hills daughter they're best friends oh that's so cool i am looking forward to that and we will definitely have you back on to talk about that after yeah we i get would get it all done because i would that love to amazing and I, sorry no go ahead go <laughs> ahead and speaking of the uh push and pull and different side of the tracks and <laughs> segueing here into what we're talking about today which is the most bizarre movie I think I've ever seen I'm not gonna lie to you Grease 2 is one of my friend Sam's favorite movies she talks about it all the time yeah talks you I've heard you talk about this movie so many times (laughs) since we started being friends it shaped my life and somehow this is the first time I've ever seen it this afternoon um ah it's a fever dream First of all, it's a favorite dream. I don't know. Like- I think it's what happens when, uh, you know, in the original Greece, when Danny and Sandy float off into the car, this is like what was going on in the clouds. Oh, it does have kind of like a more fuzzy feeling to it, which is weird considering that uh, it takes place or like it's filmed after that movie. It's yep. filmed like five years after that or I don't it was filmed in the 80s yeah so it's 82 like it came 80s. out in 82 and the yep. first one came out in like oh my gosh I should have probably had this in the 70s so it yep. it looks older to me actually <laughs> like weirdly probably because it was much lower budget <laughs> it was much it was budget. much lower budget um I did a little bit of research about it beforehand the um the director of it was the original choreographer from the first movie. Um, so she was the director and choreographer in the second movie. And um, that's so, interesting to me because yeah. the choreography in this was something. It was constant. Um, there was a lot of, I, I think it, maybe they just didn't have as good of dancers as the first one because it was a lot of the same moves that I noticed, but it didn't look yep. as cool. No, it's all of the same people. If you notice, it's the same people over and over and over again. There is a girl specifically. (laughs) She is the tree in the girl for all seasons. Oh my God. Can I tell you how much I loved that? (laughs) (laughs) She is in every dance scene. 
she's easy to spot because she's got the the look those glasses she sticks Mm -hmm. out you know um she is in every dance scene and then you start to look and you see brad (laughs) in every dance scene and you see (laughs) you see all these characters these just like um these side characters um they pop Mm -hmm. they clearly uh, the budget was not as big as it was for the first grease it's very clear um but there are yeah, I was going to say, there are a lot of people that came back, uh, the principal, the secretary, the the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frenchie. Frenchie. <laughs> what? <laughs> but basically, what happens is um, Sandy from the first film, her cousin, her British cousin, she is Australian. She's Australian. Yeah. Her British and he is cousin, British. Though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, comes to Rydell High. And meets up with Frenchie, who's like, I'm coming back to get my chemistry. And then it just like kind of trails off because it doesn't make any sense, actually, why she's back yeah. 10 years later uh, for yeah. chemistry. Because she did graduate. It's, it's actually not 10 years because the original Grease was set, I believe, in 1960. And this one was oh, set in 1961. Okay. So it is just the year after. Okay. It makes it a make little much sense, but it makes a little more sense. Thank you. Yes. Uh, there's a lot and of continuity problems throughout the movie, he's, regardless. He's he's the Sandy. He is, I mean, kind of. He, like, likes school, I guess, and, like, plays piano, and that's pretty much it. But then there's Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Stephanie, who I just want to be her so bad. Stephanie Zanoni. Uh, what? I Stephanie Zanoni. That's her name. I had such a such a crush on her before I even realized that I was attracted to women. I grew up just fawning over her and fawning over Michael because what yeah. a beautiful man. Maxwell I was Caulfield gonna say is. I understand that because I could not stop looking at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> she is. She's stunning, and so is he. They are yes. two of the he most beautiful gorgeous. people to create a couple I've ever seen on screen. Yes, I agree, and I think that they're the most interesting people. And like, if they had just taken that plot and didn't do all the weird stuff, it would have been a lot more normal of a movie. Probably nothing we would probably be talking about right now, but it That's... would be a normal movie. Uh, yeah. I don't, it wouldn't be what it is now. It's yeah. turned into a cult classic because of what it is. I really, for many years, I I have said Grease 2 is my favorite movie. And, you know, people think it's ironic. I mean, it, it is, it's ridiculous. It's campy. That is the reason it why I camp. love it so yes. much. Um, you know, I, I watched it a lot. MTV used to play it religiously on the weekends. And I was a child of MTV. I was a latchkey child and, you know, um, my dad rode motorcycles. So I watched Grease 1 religiously. I was in a play when I was a campfire scout. I was Danny Zuko. And I had an obsession with leather jackets and motorcycles and T-Birds. And then I saw Grease 2. I put the Fonz and Danny Zuko and my dad and all of this together. Like all of the things that brought me joy as a child together into one. Now that I look back at it, very a movie that shaped a lot of other things in my life. I love that because I feel like um, a lot of kids, me included, had that grace phase as a child. 
-hmm. like I was obsessed with Grace I used to put curlers in my hair and dance around and sing beauty school dropout all the time which is funny because I later became a beauty school dropout so (laughs) um (laughs) but I like that you connected with that but connected with it on a whole different level because I never saw Grace too before and I don't think that a lot of people I know that love Grace have seen that movie or will talk about it like you do no I I do talk about it often (laughs) I bring it up every chance I get okay I have a distinct memory it was you and me we were walking from I think that apartment you lived in in uptown and we walked to the CC club Mm mm-hmm um, and you told you talked to me about Greece to the entire walk there. I, so yeah. that is my very distinct <laughs> memory of that. <laughs> every, yeah, every I mean, I in preparation for this podcast, I talked to no less than five people about Greece too. Uh, um, <laughs> I made somebody watch it with me. I <laughs> was going to watch it with uh, a gal. I didn't do that because I wanted to retain the information um <laughs> I tried to force two other people to watch it with me and they denied me no thank you I uh I suckered my buddy Josh into watching it with me yesterday <laughs> okay where where was I in this summary okay so uh Oh yeah, we were talking, we just went off about Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie because she's everything in this movie. Um, But she is the leader of the Pink Ladies. Yep. And apparently had dated Johnny, who we won't get into Johnny (laughs) because I have a lot of thoughts on Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Um, They have zero chemistry together. She has so much chemistry with, uh, with Michael. They like, they're hot together. They are hot together. <laughs> they are. They're a hot couple. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, this is where I have trouble because I'm like, okay, now what happens? Because basically Michael falls for, for Stephanie. Yep. She can't be with him because she can only Well, she date... sings him the song. Oh, she yeah, sings she... him the song. Because and she, she can only date a cool writer. She lets him know. Yeah. He's not a C-O-L-R-I-D-E-R. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's straddling she... that ladder. <laughs> Oh, I, so I recently, I'm going to go off on another tangent here really quick. Recently, I got a motorcycle, been learning to ride, and um, I've been listening to that soundtrack on repeat <laughs> as I'm learning to ride. I, I feel like Michael. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to impress a Stephanie. But, exactly, um, because he, um, he buys a motorcycle because he writes uh papers for all of the all the t-birds, t-birds. yeah, um, and yeah. He earns they don't know to... they don't they don't know he's writing them for each other they all have yeah. reputations to protect but i'm like that their whole thing like where they stood in the school was very confusing to me this movie because he did end up winning like pretty much prom king at the end so like what are you cool or are you uncool are you like a slacker cool or are you like a popular cool this doesn't really make any sense to me do you know it was a little confusing (laughs) but considering their entire school consisted of about 25 dancers yeah I was gonna say it's really unimportant because there's a lot else going on in this so he earns enough to uh to buy a motorcycle he starts working on it oh when he was working on that motorcycle I was like okay I'm yeah. starting myself off here he also <laughs> plays piano 
And that was really cute too, because he kept looking over at Stephanie as they were uh, practicing for the talent show and her and her friends were doing, uh, what is it called? The, the girls of the girls of all seasons, girls of all seasons. Um, and he kept looking at her and I was like, damn, this is good. (laughs) See, I love that. I loved those parts. He, but Johnny's all jealous because as I said, they dated, but he also is like with her friend Paulette, who is yeah. in the basement Rizzo and also 30 years old in this movie, which Soccer Channing was also in her 30s. While yeah, I mean, degrees, so. Johnny, uh, he's the classic case of like having your cake and wanting to eat it too. You know, he uh, he was with Stephanie and now he's with Paulette, and I don't really understand because they go through multiple times. A big, a big point of the movie is, in order to be a pink lady, you have to be with a T bird. That's part of the like, that's part of the the written rule. Or and apparently, the T birds own the pink lady jackets. I'm like, Pfft. yeah. So Get it's you know, a um, whole lot of sexism like right yeah. away, and. My question is, if Paulette and Johnny are just getting together, where did she fit in this pink lady T-bird chain before if Stephanie and Johnny? Mm. So just another little inconsistency. <laughs> just one. Just, just, just the one. It's, a minor one. Um, so, so Michael uh, becomes like... <laughs> pretty much like a vigilante kind of thing and has like the helmet and <laughs> goggles on and tells off the rival motorcycle team because i'm not gonna call them a yeah. motorcycle gang because they are like pretty much a, like a sports team i want to say they're like that's how they're rivaling <laughs> like it, it doesn't make any sense you know? yeah it's it's crater face the same rival yes. from greece one except you know, he's clearly more like not cool <laughs> yeah he's gotten creepier well he's still hanging the thing you assumed that like grease one he just went to a different school and he was like their cool guy gang group whatever and that would insinuate that he has now graduated and is still trying to like rival these like high schoolers yeah. so yeah he has definitely gotten less cool if you could call him cool. <laughs> it's especially funny to me because the everyone in Grace one looks so old and in yeah. this the the t-birds actually look young like johnny is like a like a little dude you know what i mean he's like he looks yeah. really young and so i mean especially to crater two, face <laughs> he crater face looks like an old man yeah compared to them yeah. very much so and there's two young ones i didn't even i've seen them Grease two hundreds of times and I always forget what the young T-Bird's name is. I remember Dolores, mm-hmm. who's actually... Pamela Adlon. Yes, oh, I love her. yes. Spinelli. Bobby Hill, too. Yes. Uh, what a... It, she was in a... She's got, like, an adult voice. Californication. She's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I love Pamela Adlon. Oh, she's so amazing. that's a treat. And then she's, like, clearly the young one in The Pink mm-hmm. Lady. She's and not she a senior. Young. She looks young. And then you've got Davey on the T-Birds. He, like, rides in the sidecar. He doesn't have his own motorcycle yet. That made me laugh so hard when he was in the little sidecar. Oh, and in the T-Birds, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Christopher McDonald. He's been in so many things. He is. Oh, that made me laugh. He's cute. He's he's cute. 
Yeah, I liked it. Goose. He's not the most problematic T-Bird. I mean, obviously, Johnny Navarelli is the most but, uh, problematic. And then Louis DeMooch. The... Is he the, the freaking uh, bomb shelter guy? Yes. Okay, we will get to that because <laughs> yes. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about that. If you can imagine that I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so he comes, he jumps over the... <laughs> cop car in his motorcycle yep. michael does yep. Yep. um and of course stephanie falls madly in love with him oh yeah because he is the cool writer she's been looking for mm-hmm. she's you know and he is cool <laughs> he is he is and nobody he knows is who he is they more sing. attractive with his full face rather than just his chin i would say he is and he <laughs> is uh you know they sing all this we're skipping over all the good songs these songs so are fantastic sorry. i was gonna say you have to come in with those because i spent half the time watching those songs just laughing my ass oh yeah off. yeah no they first so we got they open up with the song the back to school song gotta go back back oh my gosh back back terrifying, to school though. i'm sorry terrifying all those kids dancing at me was horrifying to me oh, it was like yeah. a nightmare <laughs> i understand why the principal was up there looking like that at the children mm-hmm. I would have been she knew what she was in store for and then you get treated to cool rider great her dance great she was so cute yes yes she she did a great job her lipstick is so perfect i just want to say that real quick her red lipstick is amazing in this it is is. she she had a aesthetic and she hit it and then you get uh we're gonna score tonight in the bowling alley to me there's nothing less sexy than bowling I disagree. I went on a date <laughs> recently. I went bowling and it, it ended pretty well. <laughs> okay, so we have two, <laughs> wait, what is it? Let's bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll. We're going to score. Let's bowl, tonight. let's bowl, let's rock and roll. Hey, come on, let's get the show on the road. Let's I bowl. Was just like, wait, why are these people bowling? <laughs> That's what they do. Didn't you stay have their nuns. own bowling shirts? There, there were nuns. nuns. There were nuns. It's just what they it's what they did in the 60s, the early 60s. What did you do before the hippie movement? You bowled. Yeah. Uh there's a scene, and you can go back and fill in the music in between this. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about who's that guy. And there's so there's a new teacher who's apparently hot. I don't know. They had to make the teacher so much older than the like the hot teachers were like a lot older than the actors that were playing the teenage kids. So I was like, why is like, they were like really good looking and beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a sub, age, but they're so much older, but he's still a sub supposed to be for, the hot uh, young teachers. You know what I mean? He's a sub for the teacher that yeah. in the beginning, like was taking his pills and he was all shaky. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Mr. So Stewart. He's talking about pollination and then I know, he's all over the place with this lesson. Let me tell you, uh, he is. Things he's are done. getting it's lusty dust the to the stigma, tubes and he's just like dot 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 Yeah, they're just ovaries on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> and all <laughs> these kids just start singing about reproduction. Baby, give it to me now. Yep. And then there's is that all like, you think about? They're swimming like sperm around the room. Yep. Where does the pollen go? That's what Goose yeah. asks at the end of the song really sticks with you yeah i I spent half of the scene like with my hands kind of over my face because i was just like oh my god what are they doing both both of the uh quote-unquote hot teachers in the movie um 
get harassed by the students during this song. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gross. It's really gross. Paulette is, uh, bless her soul. Poor Paulette. I have I a lot of thoughts about Paulette because... I do too. I mean, she's she's so sad to me because she just like wants to be respected and then she stands up for herself finally and yep. it just goes right back to Johnny. At the yeah. End. I was yes. like, no. Yes, I'm so happy at the, finally, at the talent show. She stands up for herself, pushes looking him out on hot, stage, looking hot looking in hot. like a little in a little like bustier number. Yes, he tries to tell her to button up and put on some clothes, and she's this like, "Ah, time. screw you." He's lusting after Stephanie still. Yep. Yeah, he lit in front of her constantly. Yeah. He kisses Paulette at least once, if not more than once, and then will follow that kiss up with then. Approaching Stephanie again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He literally is making out with Paulette, who is Stephanie's friend, in front of her. And then, and then uh, this is one of my favorite scenes that when Stephanie, after bowling, we're kind of skipping around, but um, Stephanie's like, Oh, yeah, I can kiss. I'll kiss the next guy that walks through that door. <laughs> and there's oh, this old yeah. guy who was like, and then, But then Michael comes in and she goes and kisses him. Michael is floored. He had just, just walked in. Him. He had just walked in and he was standing in the parking lot trying, reading a, apparently a dictionary of how to <laughs> talk like an American. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Johnny's like, wow, you kissed that guy in front of me. It's like, you're literally making out with this girl, right? Yep. My friend, my best friend right in front of me. What are you right there? About? Yep. It's something. Um, uh, all right, do, do you want to continue talking about the musical or what did I miss in the musical? Number? Oh, yeah, we skipped over who's that guy where uh, Johnny and Demooch and Goose, they catch wind that uh, Craterface is outside by himself. So they go outside to confront him. And then uh, the whole rival group of bikers is there when they walk outside and they get afraid. The Craterface guy makes uh, some noise, just some some weird like. <laughs> kind of noise. I kind of find him hot. I don't know. It's the bad boy thing doing <laughs> it for so. you. I, I think so. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm. Uh, it's still Ugh. like it's still like my teenage years, like not rubbing off, like just not washing off of me. I'm like, oh, I, I still love a bad boy. I still want to be a deeper. So I get it. <laughs> They're so but problematic, Johnny, but, but not no. Johnny because he is the no. worst. He is not. He's no Danny Zuko. No, but I don't really want to be any of them yeah. because even Goose and Little Davy are helping <sighs> Lewis in the bomb shelter. You know, like they're all creepy yeah, and gross. Gonna... They're all prowling. You know. So they're... wait, who's that guy? What? What's this? Song? Okay, who's that guy? They they who's sing this. This is again at the bowling alley, but this is the second time at the bowling alley, and. Davy, the little T-bird, goes outside by himself because he hears there's some action outside. And then he walks up to the rival, uh, the biker group, all by himself. And they're about to clobber him. Michael pulls up like the savior he is on his bike with his goggles and his helmet. Like this man of mystery on a pile of chrome and steel. And And he's British! And he's British and he kicks he kicks crater face, he saves Davy, and then he does kick him. Pulls. He drives by and kicks him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and 
then it just turns into this like whole song that breaks out. Everybody comes out of the bowling alley. They see Michael rolling around. Oh my God, who's that guy? Stephanie's like, that's my cool rider. Whoever mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. that's the cool rider I was looking for. Yeah, well, he does pull up to Stephanie. She's like, everybody goes inside and she's like trying to catch herself. She is floored she is by just, what she has just seen. Just yeah. Panties dropped. <laughs> the saying. London bridges have fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so she needs to smoke a cigarette. Everybody in this movie is smoking cigarettes, by the way. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about a moment school, when, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, she, you know, Frenchie offers her a, a ciggy. Is it Frenchie? I don't know. One of the pink ladies, I believe, offers her a ciggy. And she's like, yeah, I need, <laughs> I need it after that. <laughs> and uh, can't, girl tries to light a match, can't get it. So all of a sudden, Mr. Cool Rider comes up with a Zippo, offer like just lights it. Doesn't even say anything. Ooh. It's real kind of it's kind of creepy. Like if you didn't know yes. that like this was gonna work and that she wanted a Cool Rider, it'd be real creepy. But it's a move. It's, it's a move. move. And uh, she's into it. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the cop sirens, and he's like. Well, I was going to offer you a ride, but next time. And he speaks in this moment and it's, he's British. How many other British people yeah. do you know well, in whatever town? It's very like, a, Dallas set? it's very Christian Bale with a Batman. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, that's obviously you just like with a hoarser voice. Yes. Yes. So then he leaves and she is uh, stuck thinking about him. As are we all. Everybody <laughs> wants to know who this man is. He talks to Frenchie the next day at school, realizes, oh, yeah, made an impression. Yeah, Frenchie's uh, there, I think, one last time, two last times. She just disappears some point in the movie. Yeah, she's there to just kind of connect, uh, you know, yeah. Michael and Stephanie, and then she's out. Yeah. <laughs> she, we assume she graduates. Maybe there was going to be a Grease 3 and she was going to... Yeah, she keeps on blowing things up in the chemistry lab. Yeah, she's not very... She's she's struggling. So yeah, they, you know, they uh, they see Michael as uh, Mr. Cool Rider, not knowing it's Michael. And then I think the next... Let me not get ahead of myself. I did take notes, even though I've seen this movie like 200 times. I just want to make sure we're... Uh, we're on schedule we're on schedule right (laughs) oh the bomb shelter scene is what comes next (laughs) oh this is gross okay so you know this is during this is 1961 right they're having and right before this they had just had done like a like a bomb war what is it called like they just done like a practice little thing at school there's like oh they might the russians might be getting us a nuclear yeah and it was during the cold war yeah so so then one of the t-birds decides hey i'm gonna use this to get laid well he knew that michael had access to this bomb shelter it was his uncle's because he came and picked up one of his papers from michael in this bomb shelter so he he leads his lady in there and shuts the door sharon and he his friends start like like making noises to make it seem like there is they, something going on they have there. some kind of machine that like mimics the sound of a nuclear bomb like 
yeah. uh, so alarm. Terrified. And they just like sound it as they're outside of this bomb shelter. And he starts singing to her. He's like, uh, we gotta have sex because it's That's, for America and it's for your mom. And I was like, it's what for are the you Yankees. It's for Disneyland. It's gross. It's, it's really, really gross. really gross. And it is very, I mean, I just think that definitely in the 80s, and I mean, even well into the 90s and beyond, um, there's just like all this like screwball comedy, men tricking women and like to have sex with them. And it was treated as mm-hmm. a laugh. And it just like, that is one thing I'll just talk about all day where I'm just like, that pisses me off so much because it's just like, it's informed and enthusiastic consent. And it's just, it's it's so disgusting to do that. And especially because in those movies at the time, like it was played for laughs, but it also made the woman look so stupid. And that's yeah. what I really hate about it. Like, I mean, yeah. I hate everything about it, but I really I, hate that aspect. I really, it. I will say 100% agreeance. You know, I, there were a lot of movies that really, not okay. A lot of things yeah. that I think we grew up on that yes. you look back at now. Um, Revenge of the Nerds was something yeah. that I watched as a kid. And I mean, he just literally rapes this woman because yeah. Yeah. he pretends that he is somebody else and she has sex with him because of that. That is rape. That is rape. Um, That's 100% rape, yes. And the outcome of that in that movie is, it, fortunately, this is not the outcome in this movie. She does not have sex with yes. him. Yes, she Even though he discovers this convincing song that she joins in on, she starts wrapping him up like a soldier, like she's some Navy That was so weird. They were like going to like uh, do some like little like role play. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of were getting into it. And you thought that she was going to, you know, he like went in for move and she is like, okay, let's do it. And she gets up and runs to the door Mm -hmm. and opens it up. And his two knucklehead friends come like barreling in because they're leaning up against the door trying to listen. Well, and they have the the, speaker system that they're doing. That's making the bomb noise. Yeah. Do you know what other moment I almost threw up on? <laughs> when Johnny is walking down the hallway smoking a cigarette and then the principal comes out and he he puts the cigarette in his mouth and as he's holding it there, I was like gagging oh, yeah. the entire time. That yeah. was so You see the smoke come out of his nose and then oh. Goose pats him on the back as soon as the principal walks away and he swallows it. Oh my gosh, that made me want to throw up. Yeah, it's real disgusting. So I have a question before we get back to the where we're at in the movie. <laughs> Wherever we are. Do, do you think chaos. that do you think that Johnny is like the representation of sin and debauchery and sexism and just toxicity? And mm. Michael is like the embodiment of like chivalry or do you think that because he is trying to swindle Stephanie into falling for him, it's a it's a question that I have gone back and forth. That's a good. Qu- that with. is a really good. Way. I did not even think about it like that. Um, because it, it it he is like kind of tricking her into falling for him, even though she knows that he doesn't. She doesn't want him. Mm-hmm. because he, he doesn't have the qualities and as superficial as they may be those are still what she wants yeah and he it's he he tried he tried to ask her mm-hmm. out multiple times before that and she brushed him off and you know he was desperate to a point trying That's to a, ask her out wow. and uh 
but he there was multiple times in the movie where I caught him being somewhat chivalrous, even mm-hmm. with Dolores. I mean, he oh, offers yeah, he was sweet, he, like walked her home. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't think about him as like a guy who's like kind of trying to trick her because he is doing it because she does like him like when she hangs out with him like she likes him it's just that societal expectations she doesn't want to lose all of her friends she doesn't want to lose her place in what the only thing she knows yep she even says when she realizes it's him like oh best of both worlds yeah she does say that and i do like that um my thing though was why in this movie and greece it's always the good person who has like the good guy who good girl who's got to change and the yeah the doesn't change at all that really irks me too because it doesn't Stephanie... irk me as much in this one because it's the boy changing so i don't really care but it does sure. irk me when it's sandy changing for Danny. sure yeah. because sandy was perfectly fine the way she was yeah agreed um very and, much so and agreed. the only thing that um michael changed was that he got into motorcycles which he loves so like okay yeah he didn't change you know he uh still was himself seemingly mm-hmm. um and yeah i i agree though uh so i'm gonna go stephanie good shiplery yeah i think so <laughs> i uh i i mean audience weigh in yeah but that is where what i came to in my head because i did not even think of it that way but um i think that he was just such a good guy without being like hashtag nice guy that i yeah. liked him and wanted them to be together because I saw more in her. She like she did want to be with him. Mm-hmm. So she did, yeah. The little their little scene at the uh, the restaurant. Oh, they're they talking were, about ketchup. That's yeah. Yeah, they were. You know, she uh, asked him for help on uh, some homework because she got talked to, mm-hmm. and he was I happy was- to help, obviously. And they had like a genuine moment where like she was with him. This was after they had had. Um, the masked date where he picked her up from her job oh and he she straddled him on the motorcycle while he's he driving, driving. it's very I'm sorry West. <laughs> i'm sorry but it was before kanye west i wrote that in my notes this <laughs> is where two, kanye right? got the idea for bound to i i wrote that in I my shit notes you, too. <laughs> I, apologies i promise that's where kanye got the idea from she is she's just like because she's like waving her hair around like yeah yeah it's very, she that just turns video. around straddles him on the bike i mean how dangerous actually i would be very angry if somebody did he's that like, to me he's like driving he's like uh like picking around her like uh trying to keep <laughs> us safe driving. still babe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and they share this very like intimate kiss and um it's very passionate and the sun is setting and um that's a good kiss the- the best um, day together, you know. The kiss that they have at the end is weird. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk well, about okay, that. We'll talk about this. Yes. All the kisses at the end are very weird. There's several weird kisses. Yeah. Um, but One yeah. specific. Yeah. So then, and then doesn't he tell her that uh, he'll see her at the talent show? Yeah. Yes. So, like, how have you not kind of put this together? And after this date, how have you not once tried to, and this is where I kind of went back and forth with the chivalry thing. Mm-hmm. How have you not once on this date, this entire day, just been like, hey, by the way, 
it's me. And you know what? I'm sorry, but you're wearing that helmet all day long in those glasses. You have to be sweating. So sweaty. I uh, couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> you gotta let he yourself breathe. His, like the goggles just have like such imprints on his face. Oh yeah, he's gonna have dirt caked. It's it, it, it's he's gonna a be a mess. mess. He's a mess. <laughs> he is a mess. But he goes to drop her back off. Finally, after spending all day together, not telling her who he oh, is, she doesn't even ask. She's at her job at the gas station, and all these people are demanding things of her. And then she just gets on his bike and leaves. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh, that's everything I wanted to do while working at a restaurant. Just oh, like, oh, yeah. no, I'm good. Bye. <laughs> yes. People are like yelling at her. Excuse me, miss. Are you going to help with this? Like honking their horns at her. And um, she just hops great. on his bike and she's like, all right. Love that we're moment off. for her. And she comes back to the job. So yeah. she must still have it. Um, or she's got stuff there. I feel I like she, I feel like she was like, yeah, I left. And what? <laughs> yeah yeah she was definitely you're that gonna, kind what, of what you're gonna fire me okay yeah <laughs> yeah she did she doesn't care she's got a cool rider now yeah she's like i'll go to any gas station in the state yeah right i don't care yeah <laughs> I... <laughs> plenty of jobs out there so then the t-birds show up as he's like dropping her off he's about to reveal who he is he's getting ready he's gonna take off the glasses and they show up and they want to fight him because johnny is still johnny you cannot fight anyone get no, out of here johnny. still not letting it go he's with he drives up with paulette on his bike yeah and he's mad because she is with this other guy even though she has made it very clear to him johnny we're done so Paulette finally, this is where she kind of starts to stand up for herself, I believe. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe she did at the bowling alley when he kissed, after like he kissed her. And she, then... she does try to stand up for herself, but it's just like such a like ingrained in not, I mean, the culture at the time, of course, but also in the way that the pink ladies and the T-birds work, where yeah. the men are in charge. And yeah. even as she stands up for herself, she knows she's not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's very passive um like she's not demanding that like yeah it's a and she shouldn't have to don't get me wrong um it's it's all wrong johnny is all wrong (laughs) johnny is all wrong johnny is all wrong and then they decide after um the pink ladies get mad at them and peel off and go with stephanie inside to the gas station they just leave the girls and, and who they, they brought there on their bikes so they can go prowling banging, banging other girls i was like yeah. where i don't think any of you have ever had sex in your life i'm gonna say that yeah no <laughs> clearly I definitely not know you that a few of you haven't had sex because you wouldn't be trying to swindle women in bomb shelters if you had that's it's just it's just like all talk i don't even think that johnny's had sex stephanie was like no. mm, maybe next year maybe yeah. seniors and then she's like no nope, i'm gonna break up <laughs> yeah you're not a cool enough writer he's not I no he's not he is not the cool writer michael is the cool writer <laughs> yep nope he's gross so it transitions right into them singing this song about chasing women and then they like that song was i i like literally i think i zoned out the entire 
like amount of that song. It's, it was weird that I was like, I finally like came to you and I was like, oh, a whole song just happened. What yeah. the heck just happened? It's not the one that does that for me the most in the movie, but it's probably my second least favorite song in the movie. Uh, maybe third. There's a couple. <laughs> I love a lot of the songs and then I really don't like a couple of the songs. And this <laughs> like, is one of them. I feel like the song that I love the most is going to be one you hate the most. It might be, yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited I have a to feeling. figure it out as we go. Uh, so they, they're practicing at the talent show. Um, that's what it switches into. And then they're like actually chasing skirts. And then... You know what my favorite running gag is? What's that? That uh, they will never let the girls finish their practicing <laughs> so oh, that they yeah. can't get through fall or winter. <laughs> yep. <it's>, <laughs> they're like, but we always have to start. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh so hard. Because Paulette's why. always late. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. you're on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they do another practice of the talent show. Like, this whole movie is building up to it. Um, I didn't even realize, like... <sighs> It's the end of the year talent show. No. How it feels like that's not a normal it, amount. It feels of- like they're trying. It's because they did just pop in the dance there at the end. Yeah, the luau I, dance. I feel like I hadn't heard of it, or they didn't make it a big thing. They might have mentioned it, but like the fact is, is that there's so many storylines and so many characters in this movie that it's really hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, all this when they show up to the talent show they're all dressed like they're going to a dance i was like they are happening is this supposed to be like a dance they are and like stephanie is like waiting outside she knows her mystery cool rider man is gonna show up at some point because he told her on their mystery date but she doesn't know who he is she's just looking for a motorcycle and leather and he shows up and they're chatting for a minute and then the t-birds show up and you know it's crushing time that's what johnny had oh they also keep calling the t-birds the (laughs) t-bones the the secretary the principal they do even though the principal for some reason is friends with johnny's mom yeah 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 it's weird but uh i don't know why but that whenever they said t-bones it like made me like laugh out loud like i like yeah spit I did a spit take. <laughs> this is the part that I don't get at all. This was weird. So they all follow Cool Rider off, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, the T-Birds do. Like, they're yes. like, oh, I'm going to beat you up even though they couldn't beat anyone up. Yep. And they chase him down the street. And, you know, he spent all this time practicing on his motorcycle in the park. He was doing cool wheelies. <laughs> yeah. So... He's gotten real good, clearly. He's the coolest rider. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use I that. I think every... that's like the, the title he got in their in their in their yearbook at the end of the year. Coolest cool. rider. Michael. Isn't his name like Michael Cunningham? Wait, no, that's... Carrington. Carrington, thank you. <laughs> Michael coolest Carrington. Rider. <laughs> coolest rider. He uh he leads them on this chase scene and the pink ladies are following behind in the pink lady car going all crazy. That car and is cool, by the way. It is cool. Really cool. I, I could see you driving that. And uh, Michael drives off of a cliff, off of Dead Man's Cliff. And It was a very um, blink, blink and you'll miss it moment because I blinked and I missed it and I had to rewind and see what, what was happening. Yes. it wasn't and then a big all of a moment. Sudden, no, <laughs> they made like no, for like what they try to lead it into and make you think he's dead it's just like 
it just happens. The T-Birds all of a sudden show up and they're like, oh God, I don't think he could make this jump. We couldn't make this jump. There's nothing down there. So I'm like, okay, so he's not dead. Okay, let's all. Yeah. Like, where do you go? Biker heaven? You know, and Stephanie is beside herself. She is mourning his loss already. Very upset, yes. Guess what? They have to go back to the talent show. So the T-Birds are like, all right, we just killed this guy. Let's go. We got to go sing. I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if if you have the answer to this or if it's a, a plot hole, but so is Michael there playing the piano since that's what he's been doing? <laughs> I was going to mention that too. Or, <laughs> or is he just gone too? I don't know. What is he, I don't know. What was he doing? Where was he? I'm so confused about this. I don't know. Did they have a stand-in? Because somebody's still got to play. So they get back to school. The T-Birds uh, continue to like go on their crime spree and tie up. <laughs> they tie all up the, the good boys who singing. Yeah, Brad, <laughs> of all people, <laughs> and his two friends that, that were singing. Yeah, he's the guy from the, they, the song with the twins. I thought they you were just yeah, calling him Brad Rogers because skin. he looks like a Brad. <laughs> you watch it like two or three more times, you'll okay. be able to spot, I've spot got like Brad in a the couple crowds. more days on my rentals. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Those songs are earworms. I'm going to <laughs> download the album for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they tie up Brad and his posse as they're trying to sing Mr. Sandman, because the T-Birds know that that's their biggest competition. And they go on to uh, do their song. They're prowling. They sound pretty good. They sound pretty good. The crowd goes wild. Um, You know, you could be creepy in 1961 and the crowd would erupt. celebrated. Um, Why did the T-Birds want to be in the talent show? They said they were going to win something, but I didn't catch it. They wanted a bunch of albums. Okay. Bunch of like Roy Orbison albums. I couldn't figure that out because to be honest with you, I could not figure out what those guys were saying half the time. Yeah, they're it the like cool guy talk was over real, the top accents. Yes. Like like like, Jer- like New York, New Jersey kind they of they were thing. over the top in the original Greece a little bit. Like John Travolta. Danny Zuko was getting a little like Sandy, you know. But he has so much more charisma that he could pull it off. (laughs) Yes, Adrian Zamed, Johnny Nagarelli cannot. He was on a VH1 show, I think, like uh, Doctor Drew, like like yeah, uh, like uh, Doctor Drew rehab Uh, uh, show. I think Celebrity Rehab with Doctor Drew. I'm pretty sure he was on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I'm well acquainted with the cast of Grease, too. So, yeah, the T-Birds, you know, the crowd goes nuts for their prowling. We finally get to see all of the seasons. Beautiful. We get to see the girls okay. for all seasons. <laughs> Those costumes and that... that <laughs> the costumes and, this, like, the props and the staging is so much. I feel like that's <laughs> what they spent the entire Grease 2 budget on. A hundred percent. And I didn't realize that Davey and Demooch were part of the cast for the Girls for All Seasons, but mm-hmm. they're like swapping things out and they're an active part yeah. of the production of it. Um, because costumes, all of these boys and girls look the same to me, actually. They all kind of blend together. <laughs> you have to look for a distinct <laughs> facial feature. 
watch it again and look at their faces. It's been two decades of watching this movie and I've finally gotten the science behind it. Okay, yeah. So then they do their performance and it's it's really good, but she just like Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, she she's takes it over. She yeah, fucking railroads she's, it. She's in mourning though. They make her go on stage when she thinks that her like the love of her life is dead. Yeah. So she just has she like a break with reality. Yeah. And, and sing goes into my favorite song. Just a fever dream. This yeah. is the beauty school dropout yes. of Greece 2. I loved this song. I had a feeling you did because <laughs> of the gold outfit michael was wearing was the golden leather but the, the cheesiest does he really sing in this like the actor they it's okay. their real voice i like yeah. his voice a lot it sounds very like very old school like he they they picked a good guy to do this because he sounds very like 50s radio career yeah. you know what i mean sure sure and that's what i like yeah i mean i it is the cheesiest scene i think in the movie and yeah. i appreciate I that <laughs> the like mountain of white painted motorcycles and then he his whole leather motorcycle outfit is now dressed like a greek goddess she is dressed like a greek goddess for some reason (laughs) and they have this weird in between the song this weird like dialogue about like And, you know, but somebody is playing the piano and I still believe that it's him. (laughs) He says, says, you're the only one who can keep our love alive. (laughs) That's it. But you know what? I didn't even laugh when I, when I watched that because I was too entranced by it. (laughs) I think that this movie won me over. I, I told you it would. I felt like uncomfortable when it ended because I like was like so sucked into this weird thing. And you You didn't want it to be done. That's the reason why I got so into it. I started watching it when I was going through some really tough times in childhood. And I did not like the reality that I lived in. But like Grease 2 would come on a Saturday afternoon and like for the next, there's commercials. So for the next like two and a half hours, uh, more a- than that, probably, because the movie is two hours long. <laughs> Let me tell yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, and it was on MTV, so probably like it, three and a half hours. You know, it could have probably been about an hour and a half. I don't know what you would have cut. <laughs> if I would have cut anything from that movie, it would have been that, that friggin' song, Charades. <laughs> That song that Michael sings in the cafeteria. Oh, oh, okay. I just, okay. I have lately, this is a sidetrack, but I have lately been having a really hard time with long movies. My thing Fair. is, if you want to make something over two hours long, just make it into a mini series. Make it two parts. Make it, yeah. Because we watched the new Batman movie, which, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but, I was like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> it was like three hours long. Oh, yeah, that's way too long for a movie. Yeah. Anyway. I, I can do two hours of Grease, too. And, you know, <laughs> okay. So, I, I, let's be real. I can do 24 <laughs> hours of Grease, too. Um, talent show ends. And guess what? There's two winners. And who would they be if they weren't the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies? Wait, 
yeah okay then they announced the luau king and queen that same night which is the luau is happening no it just yeah. it feels no, like they, the same night no it's, they announced the king and the queen the night of the talent show did they yeah they it's did which, that transition. was so confusing to me <laughs> and then a whole night passes because the the luau dance is the next day yes it is and they're still so, like, where's Michael? Or where's the They guy? still don't where's know. where's Michael? <laughs> where's Michael? That's the thing. It's like, they have a whole luau going on. They sing a whole song, the Rockahula Luau. Uh, which is just, uh, we go together, just redone in a different way. It, the same, it is, like, sound. Literally. It is the it same. Is. Yes. There are a couple times, There though, are a couple songs that they're redone songs. They have, a, like, specifically, they, like, paid homage to yeah. Greece by a, a few things like the scene that you were talking about where they were in the clouds that specifically mm-hmm. was to pay yeah. homage to um well Greece there, there's a song I don't I don't remember if it's that one song with Brad or not but there's a song that uh is sound like the the music is raining on prom night from the first film with just different words I think it's that song yeah with Buffy Rogers wearing the yeah, fin yeah <laughs> that pin was so large it was abnormally large it was the size of a book i'm laughing so hard i'm sweating right now (laughs) okay yeah so now we're at the luau which is um very culturally insensitive (laughs) it's bad it's bad it's bad they all are yeah it's everybody's dressed up wearing a grass skirt with a sweatshirt on top (laughs) <laughs> but then she has a whole different dress on at the end because she's the she's the uh luau queen she does weird wardrobe changes <laughs> from, a couple like, of times like at the beginning she uh she has on like leggings and then she puts on a skirt o- like over it i thought that's that was gonna be when explained. she meets michael yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to explain that, and they never no, did. <laughs> I think that was the that was the explanation. It was just a reason for her to be in the hallway to meet Michael. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they just don't ever say anything about it. Yes, it was very <laughs> strange. And then, so for this this luau, there's a pool, which, like, I, <laughs> I assume they, like, toted it as this big thing. One, do you not have a pool in your high school? I suppose we did not. We did not have a pool in our high school. We went to the same high school for the listeners that don't know us from our personal lives. We went to high school together. We did. And there was no pool in our high school. We did have a hockey rink, though. We did have a hockey (laughs) rink, but it didn't melt into a pool. They just, (laughs) they went. (laughs) They went to. No, but technology, you know. Do you remember having to, (laughs) sorry, I'm shouting. (laughs) Do you remember having to learn how to, what is the curl? broom? Curl, thank you. Do you remember yeah. learning how to curl? What, the Midwest churning out Olympic curling champions. I was so, telling of course. Uh, Ryan and his, because he's from Alabama, his friends about that. They're like, what? They didn't curl? <laughs> no, they didn't have like, <laughs> No. We didn't have a pool and they didn't curl. <laughs> I guess it's even. <laughs> I don't know how to swim. You don't know how to curl. <laughs> Apples and oranges, baby. <laughs> I dated somebody on our swimming team. And uh, boy, it was a boy. I dated oh boys God, in can high you school. Tell me, can you tell me afterwards? Yeah. Sam and I actually <laughs> dated three of the same boys in high school. Two or three. That's right. That's right. So bad. Bonded for life. 
it's fun. <laughs> I always forget about that fun fact because I stopped dating boys. So Sorry, okay. back to the pool at the luau. <laughs> I need to talk about it because I have a feeling they went around with like posters like pool party luau like they probably yeah. got people really excited about this pool well in reality it was like the size of like you put these pools in your backyard you could buy it from target yes you in your backyard. not not a kiddie pool but no. like one of the like you know you're not getting it's not a large pool no. they're for some reason is a fire Why in the middle does of this it offend you so much the size of this pool <laughs> Because I just there's so much swindling going on in this movie, and now you've swindled these kids into thinking Greece won. They got a whole carnival, yeah. and you, these kids think they're getting a pool party. The only people that get to go in this pool, other than the motorcyclists that end up in the pool, <laughs> are the Luau King and Queen, and they're just Johnny and Stephanie. <laughs> she's like, she's like. Hitting him with like the oar. Uh, that was so funny. She like, almost lights him on she fire. Was, like, telling him that she hated him. <laughs> he almost lights him on fire. And I thought to myself, well, you're in a pool. But then I thought to myself, well, there was fire in this pool. So clearly it's not filled with water. So <laughs> I don't know, but there was a fire in the middle of it. How do you get a fire? In, uh, it's, it wasn't a high tech pool. I want to know I, the permits they had to get. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. To set up this high school dance, we got like something like at like a three hour dance in the gymnasium. We had a lock in. Yeah. And then there was like a hypnotist. Oh, I didn't go to that. <laughs> I had to hold on to innocence somehow. <sighs> the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this Stephanie is the and- thing that you have the problem with. <laughs> I have a lot of. <laughs> I have a lot of problems. Johnny is my biggest problem. He is such and a problem. He's one of the only people allowed in the pool. Ugh. Why is he the king? Why no, is he? That's why okay. You... That is my question. What, like, where are they on the school hierarchy? Because they're supposed to be these, like, cool people that, like, they don't care about any of that. That's what the yes. original T-Birds were like. If Danny Zuko had been, like, prom king, he'd be like, what? Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? It was a very confusing I, I did not understand the social dynamics, dynamics yes, of Rydell High School absolutely. in 1961. Something I could see Stephanie trans- transcending that because she is a hot girl. Well, I think maybe Sandy, and maybe that's the legacy yeah. that Sandy and Danny left okay. behind. Okay. You know? Okay. Actually, maybe that's uh, all right. The thing is, is that Johnny is too. such a loser. <laughs> Johnny is just such that, a like, jerk. I don't believe it. <laughs> he is such a creep such a jerk and he's a loser like he like like he he has nothing good to say he's not funny he like he's not he's not john travolta in the 70s hot so like what are you giving me he's (laughs) adrian zamed well i'm not saying anything against this guy but he is not danny zuko is i'm saying the same thing yeah, and for some reason he's king, and uh, this is where King Johnny 
and Queen Stephanie are on their thrones in this tiny pool. She's and, like, I hate you. She like literally yeah. told him she hated him. Yes, she wants <laughs> off so badly. Yeah. And then I here comes her. her cool rider, her mystery man. He got he doesn't he drive off of well, the, uh, of the, the rivals. Roof? The rivals show up first. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, they destroy he, that. There's like fire everywhere. I thought that they were gonna burn the whole thing down. I was yeah. like, oh cool, this is kind of cool. This is like distraction. Action, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they. Michael comes in and saves the day. He's like, no, you're not coming on my turf. This is my school. I didn't die. Guess what? That was a fever dream. <laughs> I was playing the piano. You didn't know it. I played that off so well. You ignored me as I was playing the piano. You didn't even notice I was there. <laughs> yeah. I am your cool rider right here, Steph. And she's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. He uh, takes off. Well, he jumps over the pool. It's not that big, so it's not a big feat. <laughs> But for some I mean, reason, make it across the like canyon or whatever. That yes. Was. So like so, the pool is not really that not impressive, <laughs> but the rival bikers can't. Yeah, they all be. just fall in. That's why I did not call them a motorcycle gang. I call them a motorcycle team because they're not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Especially uh, because they're all in their thirties. So like, <laughs> where, what have you been doing this whole time that like a high school boy is beating you? Not been practicing enough motorcycling in the park. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like like a mom and her child, like ah, like in the park where he's just like doing wheelies. She's like, I don't think you're supposed to be doing this here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's get to the. End. It was 1961. There were no rules. Yeah, that's true. So, biker team falls in the water rival biker team falls in the water big reveal happens michael takes pulls up helmet off hello (laughs) goggles off stephanie just like whoa she takes off the little racist gown they had her wear (laughs) she's wearing like a nice like another out another outfit change love that for her uh, she's just like you all she says to him you oh no wait she says i thought you were dead thought you were dead that's what she's just like thought you were dead and i was like yes i was like yes this like that's the kind of girl i wanted to be in high school like oh i thought you were dead but i guess you're not so let's hook up i guess right that's amazing yes oh i thought you were dead you she didn't seem very uh just like oh so it's you (laughs) You'll and do. then like everybody else is like oh my god it's michael it's him johnny's like oh. <laughs> he's just like stammering and like i hated this guy so much but i didn't realize he's such a good biker oh man i guess jacket yeah you and he's like, he's like you could be in it for now or whatever i'm like no he's gonna rule this entire team because uh he's the only one who knows how to bike well he is the leader of this here pack Johnny, <laughs> actually, yes. Uh, actually, Johnny, put your coat in that pool because we are done with you. You're no longer prowling. Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, you know, so now Michael's an honorary T-bird. 
Dolores decides it's time to break up with Michael. <laughs> that was so cute, actually. <laughs> it was really cute. And he was like really sweet about yeah. it. He like kissed her on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, darn. Hate darn. to see you go. <laughs> and uh, then there is a very quiet. Oh, moment. my God. <laughs> they kiss. It's Silent. For an extended period. You can hear every breath they you take. Can, their tongues. Hear their tongues touching. Why was it so quiet? There was mu- there was too much music in this, I would say. Why wasn't there any at that moment? There was moments where like there's dialogue and there's music that's like yeah. fighting for yeah. like the loudness on the screen. So and why couldn't you put a little background music there? You could start. Put the, cool the final put song. The, I was gonna say put the or put the like the refrain the cool, or whatever of Cool Rider. Yeah, that would you make do it so for much sense. Every later. other scene. Yeah. Every other scene they're oh, in together. You thank you. Like, I was just like watching. I was like, is it supposed to be this quiet? It was so uncomfortable. Josh sat through this whole movie with me, <laughs> and I caught him watching it multiple times and like being into it, and he didn't want to admit it. He, <laughs> but like this, he like looked at me and he's like, "How long does this go on for?" <laughs> <laughs> too long too long too long, <laughs> too long. and they, the way they kiss is sloppy which is weird because they were it's... not sloppy the other times they, they kissed a couple of other times and it was fine and then there's another really sloppy kiss i can't remember who it's between but there's another really sloppy kiss where they're like he's like making out with like her chin and i'm just like Guys. All of the, like nearly all of the kissing in this movie yeah, is bad. is really sloppy. They're horny teenagers. They are the that horniest is, group of really teenagers. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. The, it, like, it reminds me of. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Someone Like You with uh, Hugh Jackman and Ashley Judd? Okay, no. My my favorite romance rom com movie ever because it's ridiculous. But they kiss at the end and his big old schnoz gets in the way. And he's just, just like, and like, dude, that dude's attractive as shit. I've seen him kiss on screen. Why was he like, just like his nose was all over her cheek. And it was just like, it was so messy. And I was like, why is this the final kiss? <laughs> but it's, we couldn't get a take two on this. I mean, you know, Cruel Intentions is one of my favorite movies, which mm. deserves all the, yeah. some dissecting in itself 100%. um but you know i was into gross kisses <laughs> i mean most of my kisses when i was a teenager were gross i don't french kiss anymore it's disgusting to me i do i was french kissing yesterday <laughs> i'll french kiss until the day i die <laughs> Okay, so this ends. They do another musical number that. Oh, uh, and it's such a good song. It's such it's, a good song. But the way they're da- it is really good. But the way they're dancing to it, it feels like it should be a, a more upbeat song. They're like dancing like a lot, and it's like kind of. It slow. does. It does. We'll be together. But they're like they're like dancing. It's very like I don't know why this didn't catch fire the same way that vitamin C's song graduation did. It's quite a good song and you'll get a good synopsis of the movie within this song because yeah. each character kind of recounts their storyline mm-hmm. within their verses. Uh, yeah, the, the, the sucky bomb shelter guy says, will I ever score? And that girl says, there's nothing wrong with just liking each other. That's right. 
Uh, oh, and Paulette forgives Johnny. I know yeah. we already said that, but I just want to go back to that and how yeah. mad I am because she does him off. He comes to a point where he, I don't even want to use the word chivalry and Johnny Nagarelli in the same sentence, <laughs> but the most self-aware moment that Johnny has in the entire movie, he says something about he likes what she's got and he guess that's okay if she wants to show it. And great. great. Yes, that's okay. Great. Awesome. I, and she's like, oh, thank you. I love but you. You know what? To be fair, that's actually really realistic because I dated the worst people when I was a teen and into my 20s. And I probably would have been like, okay, yeah. This yeah, is great. This is I was oh, this is so sweet. Yeah, I was the worst person. Uh <laughs> I was pretty terrible too, to be fair. I was like <laughs> terrible and getting the terrible. Probably because yeah. it's, like a, it's like a cycle. It's like it is. someone's it's like terrible to you and then you're like, well, I don't want to like give any of my like, you know, my deepest feelings because you're just going to, you're just going to stomp all over it like the last person did. So I'm going to stomp all over your feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you like terrible and toxic relationships, get, read Long Legs in the Twin Cities, but only if you're an adult. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> Thank you. So they have their luau. They sing their song. Um, there's that solid march at the end to like pay homage to Greece. Mm-hmm. Greece won that same end of movie march. There's no car scene. Yeah. They really Frenchie the is nowhere to be seen. Frenchie's nowhere to be seen. Even on graduation day, you don't see Frenchie. Yeah. So it really does imply. Yeah, I like. I do like that they had the graduation. Yeah, they threw their caps in the air. Goose had a cigarette behind his ear because everybody was smoking. And uh, then they had the little like yearbook pictures to end out. But I really thought it could have used a car scene. Mm-hmm. I really thought it could have used some animation. Ooh, I know the beginning was like too much for me. It did not ease it me just, into the movies. So no, it done really. The, I love the, the original Grease because that scene was so much mm-hmm. fun at the beginning where they had Sandy who was like a Disney princess and like the, mm-hmm. the animals like brought her, her her robe and all that and like I thought that was so cute. Yeah they clearly did not get the animator back for this movie. <laughs> they did not have the budget because it was used <laughs> on that scene at the talent show. <laughs> Only other thing I think it was lacking was you know maybe a couple songs they could have like I <laughs> more <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say cool cool writer is a certified banger cool writer is a phenomenal song a classic it's probably one of the best things michelle pfeiffer has done in her career I loved about that like I like I really love the song but uh she like I could not look away from from her from Michelle oh yeah Piper. I she could commands not the look screen. away you know that was her first leading role in a movie she was phenomenal in this movie she like yeah considering like <clears throat> the script wasn't great there was a lot going on like the, like there was a lot going on oh um, she's she's very embarrassed of it and like won't talk about it <laughs> to this day I, um I mean, but like I feel you should be proud of yeah, it she should be she carried that move her and michael carried that movie yeah yes 
I mean, the ancillary characters were like pretty good too. Yeah, the girl with glasses. Every time she was on screen, my attention was focused. On. <laughs> she was entertaining. She, she was McGavin. I was watching she, that all the time. <laughs> uh, the also the uh, the teachers were so weird to me. I did not like how they how they put that in there, but they did. They didn't ever really resolve it. I mean, they were just very sexualized. Everything yeah. in this movie was very sexualized. Yeah, the guys were just like hitting on that female teacher like so hard. And I was just like, this is gross. Yeah, even opening the movie up, she was like, I expect to see you in class. And, and they, they were like, like oh, I expect to see all of you in class. Shut up, Johnny. Yeah, it was Johnny. Johnny, just the leader. And then like all of the guys are just kind of like, when he is relentlessly like going after Stephanie um they're all kind of like well come on stephanie you gotta like they're just it's like no means hey no means no i hope that michael has come in and brought some chivalry to the t-birds finally i wish that we would have seen a grease like has lessons with them yes i wish we would have seen a grease three 1962 things were starting to get revolutionized you know like the 60s really changed things. I bet Rydell, 1967, or even was a couple, a very or even place. a couple years later. Yeah, I bet Rydell High turned into a oh oh far out picture place. This so when you know this whole you know peace and love and protest and all this comes to Rydell, all of a sudden these guys who are at the edge of you know they're they were the counterculture the greasers mm-hmm. yeah imagine now it's the hippies and they have to figure out where they belong in this see so if somebody out there is a director <laughs> that's listening to this i urge you to create grease too we can help you write a script three three you're gonna have to find out something new for them to drive but if they're gonna be hippies it could be a vw bus I, i'm kind of surprised be that they a shagging wagon done anything oh yeah like a volkswagen bus yeah uh yeah so get at us if you want to create a grace three we will uh for a for a very fair fee we will consult for you yeah i mean and for a larger fee we will write the script for you yeah yeah we're cool we can write things we've written yeah yeah never written a movie but i could i'm sure i could i have i took a class once yeah, I, uh, I will give it the old college try. I've got ideas. I've got ideas in the head. Um, on that note, should we should we close out this this episode? Tell us a little about how you connected with this movie. Any memories you have? You've already kind of shared a lot, but I know that you have a lot of things to say about this. So, yeah, uh, this was probably unfortunately one of the most formative movies <laughs> in my life i think uh, that makes you a very cool person actually grease 2 was very formative for me um musicals were important to me as a child mm-hmm. and um happy days and the fonds and the whole like 1950s idea of like being cool was always fascinating to me. My grandmother on my mom's side is from Detroit and she was considered a uh, greaser. 
That's back in the day cool. and my grandpa was like a soch so their love story was very grease um and i don't know it just kind of always always resonated with me and motorcycles i the first time i rode on the back of one i was six years old and um from that moment on i wanted one and i became obsessed with the bonds i was already very obsessed with grease and seabirds and um the music was uh, incredible. I think as far as the entire album goes, another hot take, but I prefer it over the Grease album because... That is the hottest take I've ever heard. <laughs> they're, don't get me wrong, they're both great. But there's probably the same amount of songs that I would leave behind on both albums. And there, nothing slaps like Cool Rider. I, I, I agree that Cool Rider is a great song. And the reason why I love this soundtrack so much is because it is that like very old, as I said, like, like radio, pop, like crackling kind of radio yeah. pop. And I love that. I like I love a like a Roy Orbison. You know what I mean? It's just yes. like, I love that sound. It's just like Same. I it's not my childhood, but it like feels like a like part of my childhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It, it's a part of I listened to The Temptations and yeah. like Motown oh, a lot growing that. up. Yeah, I love uh, Motown. That was a big part of what my grandparents brought here from Detroit, with, you know, like the sound of Detroit. I I listened to a lot of that as a child. Um so it reminded me a lot of that as well. Um, where Grease One felt more like it had some sort of disco mm. background to it. Um, mm. It also had that same feel, you know, Frankie Valley and everything. But um, it it felt like more like I don't want to say mature, but like it didn't feel as fun. No, it it, it like didn't. it was fun this... to it's fun to listen to, but I mean, like like I like a pop that is just like so thought like it's it's the call me maybe of it all you know what I mean it's just like yes. so much fun to listen to yes that like I don't even care about anything else going on you know what yes I, mean? I think Greece one took itself so seriously yes, where Greece two point. was just like we're just gonna have fun with this and all of the actors and actresses in Greece two actually sang everything themselves um which I don't believe the same can be said for the first Grease, but I could be wrong on that. I know Olivia Newton-John sang, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure John Travolta yeah. sang. Um, but, but who knows with anything else? Um, yeah. yeah, I wish that <laughs> it felt in the second one, though, that they weren't singing it because the uh, the lip syncing was so off oh, on some the parts. the lip syncing, especially when they're in Poland. I thought that stuff. Michael yeah. had a great voice. Like, he sounded great. And Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer sounded great. Like, they, yeah, they all sounded great. Yeah, Michael sounded like a, a 50s crooner. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Michelle Pfeiffer, like, embodied hot in yeah. that era. She was so hot. Yeah. I could not, like, I can't get over how hot she was in this movie. Yeah. Her lips, I want to, like, I need to wear my lipstick like that. I just, like, I wanted all her outfits. She was so beautiful. Her bangs. Oh, my gosh. I had to stop myself from getting up and going and cutting my bangs because I was like, her bangs are so good in this. Yeah, she's uh, a pretty lady. You know, Stephanie is a noni. (laughs) 
um, I think that the dear YA that I took out of this was I kind of pictured myself as a teenager and like I used to like think I'd be in all these like romantic situations where a guy would rescue me or like whatever and I always thought I was like the I was the bad ass girl you know even though I, I really wasn't <laughs> you were <laughs> I was like wanted I always went for like the like the like good boy so I could be like <laughs> rescue me but then I was like it's <clears throat> kind of boring <laughs> but I was like I don't know why I just always wanted to be rescued but that was me as a teenager and that's how I really related to this because I was trying to find my Michael and I, now I have found my Michael because he is both sweet and kind and can't play the piano, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't but think Michael also, really like, could either. Yeah, that's true. But he, uh, but my husband now also like, you know, he's like fun and like interesting and like likes to do things like, yeah. He's a, he's fun. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. He is a good mix for you. So I feel and like the, it's uh, the I feel like I am the living embodiment of Greece too. Now. Yeah, he is, and <laughs> I am uh, just living my early thirties, trying to become Michael and find myself a Stephanie Zanoni. Oh, we should all go find our Stephanies. We should. Everybody, go find your Stephanie. Go find your Michael. Whatever, oh. whatever suits you. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on and just talking about this movie with me and making me like love it. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a chance to introduce you to the finest piece of American cinema, in my opinion. Um, thank you for allowing <laughs> me to come on and talk about my favorite movie for hours there's nothing more I would rather do on an afternoon it was a blast uh, it was so much fun I I love it I love you um I love you too please rate review us uh follow us on Instagram at to all the YA and go and check out Sam's book Long yeah. Lines of the Twin Cities um I will put the link down below and follow her for more because she's gonna come out with some more cool stuff yeah I'm on yeah. all of all the social platforms uh, is at, usually the at sign. <laughs> and then it's uh, S-K-O-S-H-O. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.